Chapter One of Andiron Tales. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by April 6090, California, United States of America. Andiron Tales by John Bangs. Tom and the Andirons. It was perfectly natural in one respect, anyhow. There was really no reason in the world why Tom should not lie upon the great bearskin rug in front of the library fire those cold winter nights if he wanted to, nor need anyone be surprised that he should want to. It was indeed a most delightful place to lie in. The bearskin was soft and in every way comfortable and comforting. The fireplace itself was one of those huge hospitable affairs that might pass in some apartment houses in our narrow cooped-up city streets for a butler's pantry or small reception room in fact in the summer tom used to sit in the fireplace and pretend he was in his office transacting business with such of his sister's dolls as could be induced to visit him there giving orders to imaginary clerks and bookkeepers and keeping an equally fanciful office boy continually on the run and then apart from the rug and the fireplace it was a beautiful room in which they were tom's father was very fond of books and although he was a great many years older than tom he had not forgotten how to enjoy the very same kind of books that tom liked he was not ashamed to have one little niche of his library filled with the stories which had delighted him in his boyhood days and which still continued to please him and of course this lent an additional charm to the library in tom's eyes it held his heroes and on some of those drowsy nights when the only sounds to break the stillness of the room were the scratching of his father's pen the soft humming of some little tune by his mother sitting and sewing by the evening lamp and the fierce crackling of the burning logs tom could almost see these heroes stepping down from the shelves and like so many phantoms flitting in and about the room in fact upon one occasion tom is convinced he did see these very people having a dance upon the great tiled hearth but of that you shall hear later there were many other things in the library beside his heroes that interested tom there was a little japanese ivory god that used to sit up on the mantel shelf and gaze wisely at him as much as to say dear me boy what a lot i could tell you if i only would then too there was a very handsome vase on top of one of the bookcases that had two remarkable dragons climbing up its sides the tail of one of them so fixed that if anyone chose to use the vase for a pitcher the tail would make a very convenient handle at which the other dragon always appeared to be laughing heartily which he had no reason to do because his own tail was not arranged any too gracefully but the things that next to jack the giant killer and beauty and the beast and tom thumb and his other heroes and heroines tom liked the most were two great brazen andirons that stood in the fireplace to tom these andirons though up to the night when our story begins he had never seen them move seemed almost to live they had big round good-natured faces that shone like so much gold their necks were slight and graceful but as they developed downward toward their handsome feet the andirons grew more portly 
until finally they came to look very much like a pair of amiable sea serpents without much length tom's uncle said they looked like cats with sunflowers for heads swan necks for bodies and very little of the cat about them save the claws this description made tom laugh but the more he thought about it the more truthful did it seem to him to be for so long a time as tom could remember summer and winter those andirons had sat staring stolidly ahead in their accustomed place and not until that december night had they even so much as winked at him but on that occasion they more than made up for all their previous silence and seeming unsocial ability tom was lying on the rug as usual and i am afraid was almost asleep the logs were burning fiercely and at first tom thought that the words he heard spoken were nothing but their crackling and hissing but in a minute he changed his mind about that for the very good reason that the left-hand iron as tom's uncle once called it winked his eye at tom and said hello sleepyhead tom only returned the wink he was too much surprised to say anything his name isn't sleepyhead said the right-hand iron with a grin it's thomas de pate what's the d stand for asked the other dozy thomas dozy pate exclaimed the right-hand iron his ancestors were sleepyheads on his mother's side and dozy pates on his father's side tisn't so at all cried tom indignantly my mamma wasn't a sleepyhead and my name isn't dozy pate he's such a sleepyhead he doesn't know his own name said the left-hand iron that's a curious thing about sleepyheads and the dozy pates they very seldom know their own names and even when they do they always deny that they are what they are why i really believe if i told tom here that he was a dormouse he'd deny it and say he was a boy i am a boy shouted tom stoutly and i am not a dormouse both of the andirons laughed heartily at this and the right-hand iron dancing a little jig sang over and over again this couplet he can't be very smart i whiz if he can't see what he is get him a mirror said the left hand iron we can't blame him for thinking he is a boy because everybody has told him he is a boy except ourselves and being a sleepyhead he believes as a rule what he is told if it is pleasant to believe well i can't see why he objects to being a dormouse said the right hand iron i think dormice are very handsome and just too sweet and amiable to live they are much pleasanter mice than window mice and stair mice don't you think so indeed i do returned the left hand iron and tom is about the finest dormouse i ever saw and i wish he'd let us get acquainted with him so do i said the other but if he doesn't it's his own loss you and i can go off to santa clausville by ourselves and have quite as good a time if not better than if he were along with us i've noticed one thing my dear lefty two's best anyhow two people in an omnibus where there's but one settee can both be seated with less fuss than if the twain were three if there is candy four but four this maxim still holds true each one will get so much the more if there are only two two boys upon a teeter-board can have just twice the fun that any seesaw can afford if there's another one so i say what if he doesn't come you and i will enjoy ourselves just as much there will be more candy for us we won't have to divide the good time we have up into more than two parts 
and what is more neither of us will have to carry the dormouse here the two andirons gave a sidelong glance at tom and saw that he was smiling what are you laughing at asked the right hand iron eh dormouse if i'll be a dormouse will you take me off on your good time with you asked tom certainly but we can't take anybody who denies that he is what he is or who says that his name doesn't belong to him but i can't tell a story said tom nobody asked you to returned the right hand iron all we ask is that you'll say nothing about it if we say your name is sleepyhead you needn't try to make people think we don't know what we are talking about by saying that your name isn't sleepyhead but tommy wide awake or billy lemonstick or something else and when we choose to state that you are a dormouse we want you to be a dormouse and not go crying out through the street i'm a huckleberry in the countries we visit people think we are the wisest of the wise and what we say no one ever dares dispute so you see my dear dormouse said the other we couldn't possibly take you off with us unless you fall in with our plans and submit to our calling you anything we please i don't see why you are not willing to admit that i am a boy though insisted tom who although he was extremely anxious to go off with the andirons did not really like to lose sight of the fact that he was a boy what good does it do you or me or anybody else for me to admit that i am a dormouse for instance a little tail which i will wag for you said the right hand iron will explain how that is did you ever know a boy named ebenezer j carrot top no i never heard of any person with such an absurd name as that returned tom well you are very fortunate not to have been one of ebenezer's particular friends said the right hand iron if you had been the story i am going to tell you would have made you very unhappy as it is not having known ebenezer and having in fact taken a dislike to him because of his name the story will amuse you more than otherwise good said tom i like to be amused that being the case said the andiron i will proceed at once to tell you the story of ebenezer End of chapter one